Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Peut-être tout I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your thumbs up, man. Watch it. In a new survey of nearly 20,000 adults, 74% said that they would get a vaccine for COVID-19. Arnaud Bernard, head of Shaping the Future of Health and Healthcare at the World Economic Forum, said, quote, the 26% shortfall in vaccine confidence is significant enough to compromise the effectiveness of rolling out a COVID-19 vaccine, end quote. You know what, folks? For the life of me, I can't think of a single reason why so many people might actually be opposed to a vaccine for COVID-19. Nope, not a single one. Rather, I can think of a whole bunch of reasons. You're listening to Alternate Current Radio. I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Record. When I was growing up, there were two medicines in the world. You had aspirin and camphophonique. That's all there was. (laughs) Now there's so many medicines. They got this prescription stuff that they advertise on TV, and I swear, half the time, the side effects are 50 times worse than what the medicine cures. Like, try new Floraflor for itchy, watery eyes, it's Floraflor. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, water weight gain, lower back pain, receding hairline, eczema, seborrhea, psoriasis, itching, chafing clothing, liver spots, blood clots, ringworm, excessive body odor, uneven tire wear, pyorrhea, gonorrhea, diarrhea, halitosis, scoliosis, loss of bladder control, hammer toe, the shanks, Low sperm count, warped floors, cluttered drawers, hunchback, heart attack, low resale value on your home. <laughs> Feline leukemia, athlete's foot, head lice, club foot, MSMD, VD, fleas, anxiety, sleeplessness, drowsiness, poor gas mileage, tooth decay, parvo, warts, unibrow, lazy eye, fruit flies, chest pains, clogged drains, hemorrhoids, dry heaving, and sexual dysfunction. I'm watching it going, you know what? I'll just have itchy, watery eyes. 
We may joke a lot about it, folks, but we all know that the unfortunate and frightening reality is that a vast majority, if not every single one, of these prescription drugs manufactured by these huge big pharma companies that are then blasted all over the television with these crazy commercials where the side effects that they list make you either giggle or shudder. And please, oh please, do keep in mind that the exact same makers of these drugs whose side effects sometimes include things as extreme as sleepwalking, thoughts of suicide, and yes, death, are the exact same makers of the impending COVID-19 vaccine. From The Motley Fool, three patients taking part in clinical trials for Moderna's coronavirus vaccine candidate and two taking part in Pfizer's study have experienced intense side effects, according to a report published by CNBC. Those effects included high fever, pounding headaches, intense chills, and exhaustion. The CNBC article identified one of the participants in the Moderna study, a man named Luke Hutchinson. After being given the second of two COVID-19 vaccine shots during the trial, he said he awoke late at night with chills and a fever. CNBC did not reveal the identities of the four other patients who asked to remain remain anonymous, but the news network did say it had verified their participation in the studies through trial documentation. One, a participant in the Pfizer study, experienced similar side effects to Hutchinson, having been administered the second dose of the pharmaceutical giant's two-dose candidate. On a more positive note, all three Moderna trial participants and one in the Pfizer trial reported that their side effects, while intense, melted away after at most one day. All five meanwhile, expressed the belief that the discomfort they experienced will be worth it for the value of the research being undertaken. Both of the trials in question are phase three studies that have tens of thousands of participants, and because they are double-blind, neither the patients nor the medical workers inoculating them know whether any given individual is getting the vaccine or a placebo. Pfizer, along with BioNTech, the Germany-based biotech it is partnering with, and Moderna are considered by many to be a among the frontrunners in the race to bring a coronavirus vaccine to market. Both Pfizer-BioNTech's BNT162B2 and Moderna's mRNA-1273 are messenger RNA-based candidates that have been developed relatively quickly and are now in late-stage testing. For now, however, no COVID-19 vaccine has completed a full series of clinical trials and reported data sufficient to warrant calling it a success, nor have any candidates candidates been approved by a major regulator. Well, speaking of major regulators, from The Hill, the Food and Drug Administration has reportedly broadened its investigation into a serious illness suffered by a patient participating in AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine testing trials. Reuters reported Thursday that FDA officials will seek data from Oxford University, AstraZeneca's testing partner, regarding trials of vaccines for other diseases unrelated to COVID-19 in the hopes of determining whether patients in those trials developed similar side effects. The move comes after the AstraZeneca Oxford project was put on hold in early September due to one British trial participant falling ill with what was believed to be the rare spinal condition 
Transverse myelitis, one source familiar with the probe, told Reuters, quote, it just shows that the FDA is being thorough, end quote. The widened scope of the probe reportedly does not indicate a view by the FDA that AstraZeneca's trials are unsafe or that other vaccines used in trials by Oxford were unsafe either, according to the sources, who noted that some delays have occurred due to Oxford's data being presented in a different format from what the FDA has requested. The FDA declined to comment to Reuters, while AstraZeneca pledged to continue working with the agency to deliver a COVID-19 vaccine. Quote, we are continuing to work with the FDA to facilitate review of the information needed to make a decision regarding resumption of the U.S. trial, said a company spokesperson. A number of private companies are pursuing COVID-19 vaccines in various stages of clinical trials. TheHill.com Well, don't worry, folks. I'm sure these initial side effects are just absolute flukes, and it's just coincidence that these companies happen to have a history of side effects that are most likely just flukes. However, history is a pretty tough challenge to overcome when it concerns building up confidence in the hearts and minds of people regarding vaccinations, especially in the hearts and minds of very selective groups of people, for very good reason. As reported by Business Insider, in September, Tina Pollard and her husband tested positive for the coronavirus. For Pollard, the side effects of the virus have, quote, changed her life completely, end quote. Despite her enduring symptoms, brain headaches, fatigue, coughs, shortness of breath, and recovering from the virus, Pollard, a 52-year-old black woman, told Insider that she currently has no desire to participate in COVID-19 vaccine trials. Quote, until I know for sure that someone has taken this vaccine that looks like me, that may possibly struggle with some of the health issues that I have, then I may consider it, Pollard said. But right now, I don't want to put anything in my body that I don't know would work for me. End quote. Black Americans are dying at disproportionate rates from COVID-19. Health officials have said underlying conditions are to blame. But some members of the community share skepticism about a vaccine, the world's biggest hope in halting the spread of the virus. It's rooted deep in decades of exploitation from the medical community, experts say. That skepticism appears to extend to phase three clinical trials for COVID-19 vaccines, where large numbers of people take vaccines to determine their efficacy. There are 176 coronavirus vaccines in the works, with about a dozen in phase three. The demographic breakdown of every trial isn't available, but at least two pharmaceutical companies have shown that they're struggling to get diverse recruits. As of September 28th, Pfizer reported that only 9% of its COVID-19 vaccine trial participants in the U.S. were black. Moderna, which is producing another vaccine with the National Institute of Allergy and infectious diseases, is making strides to close its own gap. The company has posted the racial breakdown of participants for its 30,000-person study. In the last week of August, black Americans composed only 9% of new enrollees. By the end of September, that figure had increased to 30%. Historically, black colleges and universities, HBCU, are also keenly aware of the problem. The presidents of two of them, Dillard University and Xavier University of Louisiana, have asked members of their communities to consider enrolling and joined a vaccine trial themselves. Quote, if we are not represented in the trial in significant numbers, there are things we would not learn that is very important after the fact once the vaccine becomes fully applied, said Xavier University of Louisiana President Rinald Vera.
Carré, who is also an immunologist. Black Americans are less likely to participate in coronavirus vaccine trials due to skepticism from the community towards physicians, which stems from a history of medical exploitation, experts say. Communities have experienced experimentation since slavery, as with the case of James Marion Sims, who performed reproductive health experiments on enslaved women without anesthesia. More recently, the Tuskegee experiment, the case of Henrietta Lacks, and the Holmesburg prison experiment have existed as notorious illustrations of why the mistrust exists. Quote, First and foremost, you have to understand the historical implications and experience of black Americans in this country as it comes to medicine. Dr. Alla Stanford, founder of the Black Doctors COVID-19 Consortium, said, I would say that African Americans don't believe in a mistrustful healthcare system because that's the experience of many in this country. End quote. Pfizer, in particular, is working on these recruitment challenges by picking trial sites in areas that have diverse populations using a data-driven approach. With the John Hopkins University and U.S. Census Bureau, a company spokesperson said, as well as using quote-unquote patient-focused materials to ensure transparency about participating and using ads to assist with enrollment efforts. In general, black Americans are approximately 13% of the U.S. population, but comprise only 5% of clinical trial enrollees. The skepticism toward vaccine trials has been illustrated by Blair Kelly, a history professor at North Carolina State University, who drew attention for a tweet criticizing HBCU presidents for promoting the vaccine trials. Kelly told Insider she respected the university leaders, but questioned the wisdom of putting more black Americans, quote, on the forefront of a vaccine trial. She said, quote, when you go and you put it on your university letterhead, and you ask people who are your underlings as your staff and faculty and to the students who are beholden to you to have an education, you don't want to take that power for granted, end quote. The participation of black Americans is important in these tests, according to Dr. Anthony Fauci, because the community has been hit so hard. He told CNN that the trials run by Moderna and the NIAID might need to get more than 30,000 participants. Quote, we're going to keep going until we get there, he told CNN. A study published in May found that disproportionately black counties accounted for 58% of coronavirus deaths and 52% of nationwide cases. In March, according to a CDC report, 83% of those hospitalized from COVID-19 in Georgia were black, and one in four black Americans knows someone who has died from COVID-19, an insider poll found in June. Lily Williamson, assistant professor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, said that other contexts like police brutality, racial discrimination in health, and voting can influence medical mistrust. Quote, All of these things are connected, Williamson said. We can't think about these things in isolation. All of these things are intertwined and are reflective of broader societal issues in ways in which racism is embedded in all these systems. It's unfortunate, but not surprising. End quote. Since the start of the pandemic, the Trump administration has put out views about the coronavirus that conflict with science. President Donald Trump has downplayed the use of face coverings for months, while scientists champion them as a way to stop the spread. Trump has also baselessly and repeatedly claimed the virus will simply quote-unquote disappear one day. Quote, there have been so many mixed messages from the federal government about coronavirus that why would we believe you now, Stanford said. I think that's a question in the thought bubble of many Americans, not just black Americans, end quote. Leaders of HBCU have encouraged 
encouraged members of their communities and other institutions to consider their cooperation in the clinical trials. Presidents from Dillard University and Xavier University of Louisiana, both HBCUs, issued a statement in early September about their participation. Quote, Today there are many regulations in place to assure the ethical execution of medical studies, including oversight by human subjects committees with diverse membership and participation of clinicians of color, they wrote. Doré told Insider that the purpose of the letter was to share that he and his peer, quote-unquote, rolled up their sleeves to set an example and to help provide a, quote, full disclosure of what the trial involves to the community, end quote. He said he participated in the trials when his physician told him the representation of black Americans in the trial was low at the time. He said becoming well-informed about the process had alleviated his fears about it. Quote, not being involved could have serious implications, but good and bad. And I think we need to know that, Veray said. We need to know that before the fact, and some people will have to step up. I was one of them, end quote. As Pollard recovers and faces side effects like numbness on the right side of her body and hand, she said she wants to see how the vaccine impacts, quote, people of color in the same age group and people who have underlying conditions. I'm afraid to trust it, end quote businessinsider.com. Well, I know who they should probably ultimately test these vaccines on. Eh, you all are thinking it. Everybody's thinking it. From Global Research, the Center for Research on Globalization, Polish author Monika Wiśniewska suggests that, quote, the vaccine should be tested on politicians first. If they survive, the vaccine is safe. If they don't, then the country is safe, end quote. Sounds like a joke, but it isn't. It is dead serious. One may want to add to this very sensible proposal that the very first to be vaccinated with his own Moderna human genome-altering vaccine should imperatively be the czar of vaccines, Bill Gates. But no special fabrication for Mr. Gates, the real thing, controlled by independent, honorable virologists, immunologists, and DNA-specialized biologists. If Mr. Gates survives with none of the devastating side effects or premier effects, as suffered by the first 45 healthy volunteers for his vaccine, all had to be hospitalized with severe health damage, he may start testing it on a larger population, currently planned on 4,000 healthy volunteers. And then, only should the special DNA-modifying vaccine become subject of an objective information campaign, telling the populace at large, and especially those who are potentially interested in altering their DNA forever, what COVID-19 vaccination with the Moderna inoculation means and implies. Then only should it become open for those who voluntarily want to alter their genome, in full knowledge that whatever later effect could result from it cannot ever be corrected, and the DNA changes might be passed on to the next and following generations. Aside from that, there is high skepticism among the people all around the world about any COVID-19 vaccine, for several reasons. Perhaps first, because there is really no need for a vaccine. There are other well-known remedies that can heal and have proven effective in healing the novel coronavirus, especially hydroxychloroquine, known for at least 60 years and used successfully to fight malaria, and recently was equally successfully used against COVID-19, and sodium chloride, best administered according to to a medical supervised formula. And there are others, like the Cuban-developed interferon beta-1A. China used hydroxychloroquine and interferon beta-1A and combinations of them, 
as well as other non-vaccine drugs to successfully and rapidly combat and control the SARS-CoV-2. Yet both of these efficient medications, hydroxychloroquine and sodium chloride, have been banned in the U.S. and in most EU countries, prohibited under penalties to medical doctors who use them in favor of not-yet-known vaccines. Vaccines which promise to become a multi-multi-trillion dollar business. No wonder people become suspicious. According to an Axios Ipsos poll published by R on September 29th, based on 1,000-plus participating U.S. American adults, more than 50% of the respondents said they would not take a vaccine any COVID vaccine, even if paid $100. Only 44% said that they would accept the vaccine if offered an incentive of 100 bucks. Reasons have to do with the mistrust in politicians, and in specific, people who promote vaccination uber aller and have a vested interest. Other reasons include the warp speed by which CDC, and especially Dr. Fauci from NIAID, NIH, the COSAR of vaccination, want to push the vaccine onto people. It doesn't help either that CDC and NIAID NIH have vested interests in vaccines, as they own hundreds of patents and make millions from vaccines. COVID has served to highly politicize inoculation, especially, but not exclusively, COVID-19 vaccinations, and to generate not only an enormous profit boost for pharmaceuticals and their shareholders, but to provide them with a quote-unquote sustainable bonanza for decades to come. As science knows and tells us, coronaviruses do not go away. Similarly to flu viruses, also a type of coronavirus, and vaccinations have to be repeated annually. That's the state of affairs in the United States. In Europe, no such inquiries have been published yet, to my knowledge, but anti-COVID vaccine skepticism is at least as high in Europe as it is in the U.S., if not higher. Most COVID vaccine resistors say that they would refuse vaccination to the end, or if there was really no way out, they'd rather be vaccinated by a Russian, Chinese, or Cuban anti-COVID vaccine than one from the West. That's the level of trust treacherous Western politicians have left. What Monica Vishnievska proposes, politicians first, and depending on the results, the people next, this might be an elegant way out. Always, but always provided that politicians get exactly the same vaccine injected into their arm as the population at large, and that the vaccines are clear of any nanochip or similar digitizing technology. Since trust in Western politicians is at its lowest, this would have to be monitored independently by honorable non-mainstream scientists. Globalresearch.ca Ooh, ooh, and I know, they should have the shot administered by a non-health professional. The same way they allow non-medical professionals to take our temperatures at the thrift store and to shove nasal swabs up our nose at the drive-thru. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Monday, October 5th, 2020. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.